We're right. recording. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Oh man. It's um, Friday it's again. Friday again. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get this right one of these days. Oh man. Oh, we're making a podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. My name is Mauro. And I'm Dan. And that's our intro. And this is Let's Talk, talk about, about Cool animals. animals. Let's talk about cool animals. Why do you sound like a bummer right now? It's Friday. I'm tired. I gotta drive to New Jersey after this. Why are you driving to New um, Jersey? You can see my lovely girlfriend, Juliet. Oh, what up, Juliet? Yeah. Shout if out to she Juliet. She doesn't listen. It's fine. All right. Well, shout out um, to my lovely girlfriend. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. She actually does listen, I think. Does I, she? I force her to. Okay. Um, so what do we have going on other uh, other than, hey, it's Friday again for the third Friday in a row? There's a bird outside of the window that I can't stop looking at. So Hi, bird. That's ADHD for you. Um... No, not much going on. Oh, we expand. Nope, we did that. We already said that. We expanded um, to Brooklyn. Um, I'm wearing flip flops today. There's nothing. There's not. I got a haircut. I cut my finger last night. Yeah, that's it. Um, wow. Nothing going on. Not starting out great, huh? Wow. We have nothing going on. You um, know who didn't have nothing going on? Who? The dog in the movie <laughs> Air. <laughs> All right. Screw the segue. Um, we're talking about Buddy, the real life star of the box office hit Airbud. The American classic. Yeah. If Air you guys Bud. haven't seen Airbud, um, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I think I owned it. I had the VHS for it. I definitely saw it. Yeah. At one point I saw it. So the premise of Airbud is a golden retriever that plays basketball. The end. I mean, um, it's like a lot more like there's I know, emotional there's, depth to it. There's some layers to it. Yeah, he's going through things and he's dealing with stuff. Also, I do you want to say this? The tagline kind of, no, super corny. So he sits, he stays, he shoots, he scores. Then for some reason, below it on the poster, it just says the dog is in the house. What does that yeah, mean? I don't know. Probably like a basketball term in the 90s. In the house? Like Jordan's in the house? Yeah, but like the dog is... I don't know. Yeah, it makes no sense. But yeah, we're talking about Buddy. Cool animals. The actor that played Air Bud. Would would he be called an actor? Yeah, no, he's an an animal actor. Yeah, he's a dog actor. Absolutely. A a canine actor? um, A canine thespian? All right, I'm going to move on from whatever you're trying to do. That's where it was ending. (laughs) Shake's tail? (laughs) Like Shakespeare? Um, Ugh. (laughs) You know what? You're cut off. Right, we're moving on. Um, yeah, but Buddy, he actually has uh, an incredible life story. Like, I had no idea. I thought he was just like this litter puppy that like a got, purebred. Yeah, from got a chosen out of the out of the litter to become a famous actor. But was no. in basketball camp his whole like puppyhood. Yeah, no, but he has like a real coming up story, a real uh, underdog story if you will <laughs> that's a good one all right i'll give you that one yes buddy the actor from Airbud, is was the underdog at one point because let's go through his history because he does have a history he does he's, it's very well documented he's one of the most famous golden retrievers to have ever walked the earth i mean i wouldn't say like the most famous like one of the most famous i, I know some of i know some golden retrievers that have been pe- in people magazine but we yeah. can talk about that later well, we can talk about uh, Buddy's resume because I think it beats being on People Magazine once or twice. Once. But yeah, we I mean we do know a couple. This of- is this is our <laughs> worst banter ever. Uh, we're talking about Colin Caleb anyway. Um, <laughs> Buddy, yeah, Buddy was born in March of 1988, and he actually lived 
as a stray in Sierra Nevada until the summer of 1989. You've been to Sierra Nevada, haven't you? I've never been in Nevada. No, it's Sierra Nevada is a mountain range that includes like Yosemite and all of those. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> Wait, you've been it's to not Yosemite. in Nevada? No, Sierra Nevada is in California. Well, it spans um, to Arizona, but it's... You set a, me up to sound real real stupid on this one. I thought that Anyways, was like a well-known thing. It I mean, was it a, probably is. It was a Mac operating system and they named them after, you know, California mountain ranges. You never, you didn't know Nerd. that? Nerd. <laughs> anyway, Sierra Nevada, yeah. So summer of 1989 is when Kevin DeCicio? De Chico. De Chico found him on a hike and decided to take him home to San Diego. Yeah, so Kevin, um, his grandparents had a cabin up in Sierra Nevada. And one day he was just walking. Going for middle, a stroll. Yeah, middle of the woods. Out comes a disheveled golden retriever with a pine cone in his mouth. Oh. Approaches Kevin and drops the pine cone at his feet. This is his account. I don't know how real it is, but this is how he told the story. That's how I would tell it. Yeah, and it's really cute. So he decided to, right there, adopt him. Take him home to San Diego. <laughs> is it adopting him or just, hey, you live with me yeah. now? I mean, you would assume that he doesn't have an owner, you know, if he looks like that, if he doesn't look well-kempt. So, Honestly, if I was in that situation, I'm pretty sure I would do the exact oh, same absolutely. thing. Oh, absolutely. He brought a pine cone to him. That's really <laughs> you cute. Wanna, you want to play? This is why Golden Retrievers <laughs> are the greatest breed of all time. They are. So soon after, Kevin started training Buddy in several sports, not just basketball, but the one he exceeded at was basketball. Uh, he would throw the ball up and Buddy would try to catch it. But since the ball was too big, you know, he couldn't get his teeth around them. He would boop it. So it was just, yeah, it was a boop. It was a literal boop and it would just like shoot up the air. Boop to hoop action. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> but he also trained them in, I think, soccer, basketball, hockey, and football. So he was like a five-sport It is an interesting. Retriever. It's an interesting move on his part that he just kind of like jumped in was like, I'm going to teach you all the sports. Like I have ne I've had dogs my whole lives. I've never well, been like. Well, it started with basketball. He really? Threw, yeah, he threw the ball up and he just booped it. He was like, okay, let's see. What else can you do? <laughs> <laughs> what other cool tricks do you have? So Kevin realized pretty quickly that if uh, he stood in front of the basketball hoop with his back turned, and Buddy was facing the hoop, he could throw the ball, and Buddy would bounce it off of his snout, and he was like, oh, well, if he does this the right way, <laughs> he can definitely get it in. Now, this is- Yeah, how many times, though? <laughs> this is according to Kevin. It took about six months and 4,000 attempts for Buddy to make his first basket, and he eventually got pretty good at it. Six as, months. Honestly, like, that's- that's yeah. some that's some uh, that's some Kobe commitment right but there. But Kevin does um, uh, recount that yeah he got good at it, but you know people thought that he would just bounce the ball off of his mouth and that was it. Yeah. No, like he would be aware where the hoop was at some point. Like the more and more they practiced, Buddy would actually try to get the ball in the hoop. That was something I always struggled with when I played basketball. Was just like <laughs> spatial awareness. Like I was really good at like hurting people, but I wasn't great at being aware of the location of the hoop and i would always get turned around so and then you would just punch people because you got frustrated i wouldn't punch people i would throw aggressive elbows charge. into ribs and kidneys yeah charge. no i wouldn't charge i would just Fla just throw fouls yeah yeah <laughs> i actually little fun fact about me i fouled out of every single game my junior and senior year of high school that's 
Actually, that's kind of impressive. Like I've never with, fouled out of a game without fail. <laughs> like it wasn't like if I was gonna foul out, it was. I think the, <laughs> how long it would take. The fastest I did it was in under four minutes. That's amazing. Yeah, I had um, some issues. Yeah, buddy never fouled out, but um, <laughs> you know they got pretty good at the basketball thing. And in the nineties, um, there were these things called cameras with uh, you would put a tape in it, and it would look pretty shitty by today's standards. Yeah, but. Um, Kevin decided to, you know, record himself and Buddy doing what they do best. And I think it was like three tries that they recorded. And it was like a layup almost. Mm. Like, you know, Buddy got it in with like the backboard. And he made two of those in a row. Sent that in to a little show called America's Funniest Home Videos. Shout out is to it still happen? Is it still going on? It is, but it's with a different host. Um, oh. Shout out to Bob Saget. It was Bob Saget at the time, yeah, in the 90s. So uh, this was, you know how they do the compilations? Mm -hmm. Like Buddy didn't have his own like segment in the show. It was just they show the video. Yeah. And David Letterman's producer got a, got a hold it. of it. Yeah. And that's how they got invited to... Um, to David Letterman's to do, I think it was the segment was called "Stupid Pet Tricks" or something like that. That sounds. And he accurate. got to go on the show and perform it live. Huh. And it took him two tries to get a basket. Good for him. And David Letterman like lost it. I mean, <laughs> remember this is like pre YouTube. Yeah, and I think they went back to to was it the Late Show? Yeah, it was the Late Show, right? Yeah. Um, they went back to the Late Show two other times for for the tenth anniversary, and they got more claps than Bob Dylan. And Bill Murray. How did they measure the amount of class? Well, just from the video that I saw. Like, oh, everyone uh, lost it. I thought you Buddy, meant like Buddy came out to like just do what he does. Yeah, and then Bill Murray and and Bob Dylan are just in the corner. Oh, like, they were on. Yeah, they it. were, and it was the tenth anniversary <laughs> show, and like everyone lo lost it over the Golden Retriever, but not over the True American Legends. That yeah, on the show. <laughs> I mean, Bob Dylan's a god. Bill Murray. Bill Murray's whatever. But what a what a lineup to to go on a late show. If you're a basketball playing golden retriever. I mean, if you're a basketball playing golden retriever, getting on TV is just kind of cool to begin with. Yeah. And he also performed in NBA, NHL, and NFL halftime shows. That I didn't know before we started our research on this. I was very, very impressed. I think one year, uh, I think 93, they did like 27 halftime shows that, that whole year. Feels like a lot. I mean, I... I hope the I hope Buddy like had fun doing it, and it wasn't like entirely exploitative. Yeah, which sometimes these things can be. But like, where do you go from there if you're like doing talk shows and halftime shows? Make a and, movie. Yeah. So what did Kevin do? So Kevin got the idea of writing a movie about a basketball playing dog. Not long after Buddy started getting on TV and starting doing all these halftime shows, so the original screenplay was called Mascot. And it was about a losing NBA team that discovered a basketball playing dog that suddenly and they suddenly start winning, which I feel like anyone he shopped this around to was like, yeah, we're not going to do this for the NBA. There's no way the NBA is going to get on board with this. Yeah. And uh, just to add to that, yes, he was a star and he actually appeared on several episodes of Full House in 1995 as Shut a up. dog named Comet. Yeah. Comet oh, was Yeah, Comet buddy. was the family dog. Yeah, Comet was Buddy. For all episodes? Five seasons, I think. That's incredible. Yeah. Buddy was like yeah. a part of America's childhood. Yeah. So he was he was a star, but you know, that screenplay didn't really pan out. Um he tried to sell it to a couple of production companies and they were like, This is we're not we can't like, do nah. this. Because the producers wanted like a, a sort of boy and his dog story. 
Yeah, nobody cares about like, hey. After the the break, we're going to talk about how Air Bud ended up getting made because I I wouldn't want to watch Mascot. That seems like a stupid premise. It's like semi-pro with a dog. (laughs) Oh, semi-pro. Remember semi-pro? It had some funny moments. Semi-pro is great. I love semi-pro. Anyways. But like if you add a golden retriever to that, you got mascot. Also, Kevin was not a screenplay writer. He he was just this, you know, outdoorsy dude that just found a dog that plays basketball. Wanted to exploit him. Yeah. If we want to get into it, yes. But um, you know, he's done he he did everything that he could with this dog and he's like, what's next? A movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know how he actually treated the dog. He might not have. He might have given him a great life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we hope. It's a golden. I mean, some people are terrible. No, I, I've seen videos. He seems like very caring of of Buddy. Oh. Like they were like best friends. Okay. Then, yeah, then it I, wasn't like a manager and its dog. Then Kevin, I of. support you. Yeah. So after the break, we're going to talk about the actual movie that, you know, won all of our hearts and entered the classic films of history yeah catalog our 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 childhoods yeah after the break we'll do that after these messages after these messages after these messages and we're back and we're back we took a little break coffee break toilet water from my mug toilet water yeah the toilet mug hope you guys like that message from anchor um yeah (laughs) you guys want to sponsor us uh you know we're we're here animals at dan's pet care yeah. .com, uh, email us, whatever. So Airbud. Yeah, let's talk about Airbud. So, Nobody cares about our sponsors. So if you haven't seen the movie Airbud, uh, Dan is going to give you a little synopsis of what the movie's about. So Airbud, if you were living under a rock in the 90s, was about a lonely boy who befriended a abused and abandoned dog by playing basketball together. And after growing a strong bond and turning Buddy into a celebrity, he has to fight for custody when the original owner decides to return and try to make a profit out of Buddy. Who was that original owner? He was a monster. He was an alcoholic clown. So Buddy was a... <laughs> buddy. Let no, me take that seriously. back. No, I know. He sounds like an actual nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was an alcoholic clown. Um, the boy, uh, I think his name in the movie is Josh. Um, his dad dies in the plane crash. He's sad. He goes out into the woods, finds a dog, brings him back, blah, blah, blah. The rest is the cinematic rest, history. Yeah, the rest is cinematic history. But just imagine what goes into making a movie like this. Because patience. It's patience and I don't know, trainability. I mean, Goldens are pretty smart to begin with. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> Depends on the dog. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna get into it. The man chosen to direct this amazing masterpiece was Charles Martin Smith. You know what his first movie was that he directed? Was it the 1986 horror movie Trick or Treat starring Gene Simmons of Kiss? Just that whole sentence. <laughs> the man chosen to direct Airbud, his first film was a horror movie named Trick or Treat starring Gene Simmons, the the tongue guy from Kiss. Yeah, I know who Gene Simmons is. Just tell for the kids. For the, you know the Harper, long... you know who Gene Simmons is. Yeah. So Kevin's screenplay was shit. So they <laughs> decided to just right into it. All right. <laughs> they decided to rewrite um, the story, loosely based on the screenplay, but also on Kevin's life and how he found Buddy. Um, the producers wanted it, like we said, to be more of a boy and his dog kind of story to yeah, tug that, at the I heartstrings. Mean, that's what's gonna make money. Yeah, this is like pre like the the formula of Disney movies. You know, now it's like this seems pretty formulaic. 
Yeah, but this wasn't Disney. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it absolutely before, was. No, no, before it was acquired, this wasn't Disney. Really? Yeah, the, the production company was acquired later on. Huh. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. So how did they film it? So it wasn't easy. Some shots would actually take entire days. One shot in particular, they needed to get Buddy making a single basket, and it took an entire shooting day. So this is the scene where Buddy, where uh, Josh, the kid, first realizes that Buddy plays basketball. Yeah. So Josh is like trying to try out for the basketball team and mm -hmm. he has a flyer and he's sad because he's not that good blah 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 he throws the ball like behind his back in the court and just buddy jumps up boops it and makes it and that's all in one single frame one shot they yeah. had to get that in one shot you couldn't cheat it yeah why didn't they because they wanted to show there was no cgi in the movie by the way all the, baskets, the newer ones had it though. yeah the newer ones did but this one didn't um, all the shots that you see in a single frame are actually Buddy making baskets, which is to me is insane. But yeah, some of those baskets took entire shooting days to to shoot, and that's why the budget was a whopping six million dollars. They made some money though. They did. What was the What was the return? I think it was twenty seven point eight million. Yeah, Moro likes bad. to say. I mean, that's a good return on your investment. And that's. I wonder if that's counting. You know, streaming now and all that. DVDs, Blu-rays, VHS. All I mean, this return. is probably the initial. They made $4 million its opening weekend. That's not bad. Again, I've never made a movie. Well, you're supposed to make, you're supposed to make your budget back opening weekend. I've never made my budget back opening weekend. Okay. So. <laughs> so there were some tricks that the, the director and, and the crew used to basically control Buddy during shooting. There were some scenes where Buddy had to follow uh, Josh, played by Kevin something, Kevin Gaffers, um, <laughs> throughout the throughout the throughout the whole scene. And since Buddy loved loved tennis balls, they would just stick a tennis ball like in Josh's pocket pocket, and just like <laughs> it would follow, like he would follow him Aww. around the entire day. That's really cute. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a little trick they used, which is cool. They also would slightly deflate the ball, so um, kind of like the New England Patriots and cheating their way to <laughs> um, Super Bowl. Deflate gate. Yeah, su Super Bowl championships. What is it called? Rings. Rings? Super Bowl rings. Yeah, whatever. With sports. Um, they also covered it in olive oil, so it would slide off of his booper a little bit more easily and shoot up. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little addition to it. Kevin figured that out because initially when he would play basketball with him, um, Buddy saliva would be enough to lubricate the ball. <laughs> but, yeah, but that was like when they were just playing. Like if you have to get a shot yeah, done, like you need consistency. Like if, if, if Buddy's in the green room getting his makeup done, like he can't be all slobbery by the time he gets out. Did they put makeup the, on a dog? I don't know. No, they did. They did. You know, that was a real question. They filled in. Uh, he had some gray hairs because he was like eight years old oh when they were shooting. Oh, my God. They were ageist. They would, they would fill him in Aww. and dye his hair so it wouldn't look as, as gray. Which um, Oh, we didn't do a disclaimer. There is a sad ending kind of to the story. Um, not mm. the movie. The, the life. <laughs> yeah, the movie movie's great. The life, um, I mean, doesn't life only ends one way, dude. So if you don't like sad um, endings to things, uh, skip ahead like three minutes if you don't want to acknowledge where everyone is headed yeah um <laughs> so buddy like we said oh. was about eight years old while filming and you know he was he was very active it's not like he was struggling or you know there was there, 
from what I saw in the research, he seemed very, what do you call it? When Active? No, in good shape. Like he was athletic. Uh, he was very athletic um, during during the filming, um, but towards the end of the production, he had been diagnosed with synovial cell sarcoma, which is bone cancer. And um, if we know anything about cancer, is that it's a bitch. Yeah, but it's also an uncommon kind of cancer in dogs, and it's mostly like joint tumors. Um, but it's a pretty nasty cancer yeah the cancer had spread to buddy's leg and it was only a few months after the release of the movie which i believe was in august of 97 um he had his leg amputated i think it was his left leg left, which left hind leg dogs can do incredibly well yeah we you know we, we had several clients that have lived years well well above their life expectancy yeah, I've definitely dog. seen dogs when working at the animal hospital. They actually adjust very, very well to having three legs. Um, but, unfortunately, this is the sad ending. Um, Buddy did die in his sleep at Kevin's house on February 10th, 1998. Which, as far as end of life goes for a dog, it's really nice when they can go semi-naturally yeah. like that. If he really did go in his sleep. Um you know, for any of you that have ever lost a pet out there, it's you never easy. You can take easy. solace in the fact that, you know, he went peacefully. Yeah. He was comfortable. And, you know, you were with him, too. Like. I was? No. Kevin. Oh, what'd you say? Saying, you? like, it was it was in your, in your house. No, I'm, I'm speaking directly to Kevin right now. Oh. Yeah. We should have had him on. Oh, I would have cried. Really? Yeah. I feel like this is like a crying. I'm fighting crying back my story. emotions. Though it is a sad ending to the story. Um, I feel like, you know, Kevin rescued Buddy. He gave from, him a great life. From the woods. He, ma made him a star. I mean, at the end of the day, Buddy had a very fulfilling life. Golden Retrievers are working dogs. You know, they 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 part of the well, they breed. need to be active. Well, not just that, but they like to please their owner. They like to be able mm -hmm. to say, oh, look what I brought you. Look what I did. And I think that it was something that's very rewarding. Obviously, Goldens are big, goofy love balls. So but I'm they're sure. They're also extremely loyal, you know. I mean, yeah, they're loyal. He but he was it, found in the woods, and then became Kevin's best friend because Kevin would Kevin gave play him, sports with him. Kevin gave him food and a place to live, and he wasn't yeah. having to eat pine cones. But anymore. also, it seemed like from every behind-the-scenes video that I've seen, it looks like Kevin genuinely loved Buddy, and Buddy reciprocated that just because he just loved playing basketball, catching tennis balls. He was a golden. Yeah, I, I know, but you know. No, I'm saying if, if like that, if that's the way a dog is being exploited, I welcome that because he's genuinely enjoying himself. As long as he didn't have like bad anxiety or anything like that, because you know some dogs. Can there is the around. the ending scene. You know the ending scene of the movie. Yeah, the part where the movie ends. No, it's <laughs> so uh, Buddy is placed in the middle. This uh, this is how they did law back then in the '90s. I guess it was a judge. He was like, okay, we're going to put Buddy in the middle. We're going to put the drunk, abusive clown on one side. Oh, he had to pick. Yeah, we're going to put Josh, the little sweet boy, Pretty on, sure this on the was other side. just for the movie, not how laws work. I know, work. <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> it's bird um, law. And, I mean, the filming of that was very well done, I, I thought. But I saw the behind the scenes. Once he, he did what he was supposed to do, which is, you know, go to one side and make it all, like, you know, suspenseful. Uh. Um, but we know how it's going to end. 
once he got to Josh, like he got love from everyone. You can see it in his face. Like, oh, I love this. This is great. Yeah. I'm getting all the attention. So I feel like if you look at it that way, it's it's acceptable in my yeah. book. I mean, he also had a pretty cool legacy. They ended up having, what, five movies in the original series. Yeah. So you had Air Bud, Golden Receiver. Yeah. World Pup. Soccer. Ooh, these are tough. Seventh, <laughs> seventh inning fetch. And then I'm a little offended by this one. Air Bud spikes back yeah, like I feel strikes like, back no i get it <laughs> like i feel star like wars. it's kind of like dishonoring star wars <laughs> absolutely and it resulted in nine spinoffs who uh my good friend josh flitter starred in uh, i think four of them why did we not have josh on are you kidding me <laughs> hey josh well, your friend's terrible because you're you're i'm upset we could have had somebody who was no, actually in these because then josh would have just made it about himself he's an actor um have you met me i'm sure i could bring it back to me I'm just, I'm just saying. He played Butterball in Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, and Santa Buddies. Um, yeah, you blew it on this one, man. I'm sorry, um, but yeah, Air Josh, Butt, we'd love to have you on Air the podcast. Butt, Air Bud Entertainment. I think up to now they've made like 24 movies or something like that because they're they're huge. There's a company it's, called Air Bud Entertainment. Yeah, that's the production company that's owned by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was this. I, I couldn't uh. get more information on it, but um, Kevin had trademarked Air Bud. And he never saw a dime off of that, off of the production company taking his name. So he he trademarked Airbud. You he said trade, he trademarked Airbud. Yeah, Airbud was Kevin's idea. Like he called Buddy Airbud. Um, Airbud is dead. The trademark. Yeah, Airbud Entertainment is live. But Air Buds is live, but Air Bud is somebody could We should buy it. Do we should we trademark, should we trademark it and Air Bud? Sue Disney? We could. Um leave a review and tell us if we should uh, trademark <laughs> if you're a Air lawyer. Bud. <laughs> uh yeah, reach out to us. We would like to to buy the trademark Air Bud and sue a multi billion dollar company. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. But that's Buddy. Uh, I think that you know, um, it's, it's really a perseverance story. Um, a homeless dog in the middle of the woods. Uh, he could have not been homeless, but he looked homeless to Kevin. He was an underdog. Um, yeah. The underdog. Oh. Airbud, the true underdog story. We should write a book. Ah, too much work. I, we barely can get this podcast <laughs> recorded on time, man. I don't think we can take on a book at this moment. But that's Buddy. Uh, go watch Airbud, cry your eyes out, and get back to us and come listen to this podcast. Because... Well, it's good because the dog doesn't die at the end of the movie. So, oh yeah, it's not that. Oh, we should have said that. Uh, the movie itself, <laughs> the movie itself, uh, the dog does not die. Uh, he dies in real life. I don't know how much sadder that is to viewers. That is how literally all dogs end. Yeah, and humans and everything except Jeff Bezos. Tardigrades. Tardigrades. <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah, uh please remember to leave a review, email us if you want to cry with us about uh Buddy and um whatever else you guys want to reach out on. Yeah. Right? So, um, uh, happy see you on Wednesday for a very fishy episode uh, of Wiped Out <laughs> Wiped Out Wednesdays. <laughs> I get it, because it's about a fish. It's about a, a fish that's dead. It's wiped out. Um, so yeah, we should it, end the podcast. Now. We should probably end it. Um, it's, it's just getting have worse. Have a great day, everyone, and give uh, enjoy everyone your, enjoy a your hug, Monday. Interrupt your co-host. No, no, me. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Enjoy like, your Monday. Go give someone a hug and tell someone you love them. Tell three people that you love them and recycle stuff and compost. Be good to the planet. All right. 
Seacrest out. Uh, Dan out. Mm-hmm.